Welcome to The Ledge. My name is Chris Harper, and I'll be your host every week. Every Tuesday, I will interview an artist, developer, or creative mind from the Web3 space. I'll be getting up close and personal with my guests as we explore the emerging crypto art and NFT scene. It is my feeling, along with many others, that we are in a digital renaissance. The emergence of blockchain technology has revolutionized the way we look at ownership, provenance, and digital assets. It is my goal as your host to help shed light on these complex subjects and even more so the individuals behind it all who are carving out their place in history here on the ledge of Web3. This is Chris Harper, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me on another episode of The Ledge. Today, I have the artist, uh, the Turkish-based artist, Dolce Pigan, and uh, she's here with me this morning. How are you, Dolce? I'm fine, thank you. And you? <laughs> I'm doing very well. And you're joining us from Turkey. Yes, uh, from the very south part of Turkey. <laughs> and on the, I, uh, it's uh, definitely summer here. <laughs> As you see, <laughs> it looks really nice where you're yes. sitting. It looks like you're sitting on a nice, beautiful <laughs> in balcony in the sun. Yeah. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Turkey's Turkey's been in the news a lot lately with all the earthquakes. Yes. Did that affect you at all? Yes, yes. It was a very tragic uh, event for uh, all the country, uh, and uh, the trauma, the amount of trauma, can't be uh, described. Uh, I try to not watch the news lately because uh, at the be uh, beginning I was, but yeah, now uh, everyone is trying to help uh, in their own way, uh, but uh, there is a lot of tragedy in the families, devastated, children lost, and yeah, <laughs> it's hard to uh, speak more about. <laughs> It does. It looks like a very sad situation, you know. I mean, from from our perspective over here, just watching little bits of the news, you know, it's it's a really tragic uh, thing that's yeah, happening over there. So sorry for. Thank you. And still, uh, earthquakes continue in the whole country in different cities, and we all feel a kind of on risk. Uh, but it's something to be used to and to be careful for the future of the uh, architectural. Uh, buildings etc we should be careful about that in future because we were not definitely we were not we suck at this yeah yeah well yeah i mean uh i think it's you know usually stuff like that happens it's uh the catalyst hopefully for some some changes you know that'll save lives in the future i hope yeah don't say tell me uh, about yourself where are you from uh, this Dulce Pagan is your um, is your pseudonym, right? So that's not your real yes, name. Yes, yeah. my pseudonym. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm from Istanbul. I'm born in Istanbul uh, in an artist family. They were both sculptures, and I passed my whole life in art studios. Actually, uh, in my childhood, this was a really col colorful childhood. Uh, actually, I lived like. I was having fun seeing all kind of artists coming in our studio and I learned a lot from them from the beginning and uh, at the beginning I wasn't, I was always doing art and drawing and sculpting but I wasn't especially like I want to be an artist, I wasn't thinking about that. 
uh, I was so I was thinking about uh, uh, being a movie director. A movie director. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was very uh, interested in cinema, but uh, later uh, I realized uh, after working a while in sets uh, in high at the end, through the end of high school, I realized that. It's not my thing because I wasn't uh, a very social person. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that when you were uh, getting ready to come on the podcast, you said, "I this is your first podcast that you've yes. ever done." And you, you said you're a little bit of an introvert. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I uh, I'm actually like uh, in my life, I'm I can describe myself as social between friends, but. I have a kind of phobia of recording and social speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's why my job's so hard as a podcaster that interviews artists because most artists are yeah. introverts and they don't want <laughs> we to. We have talk a kind of yeah, a big <laughs> amount of introverts. <laughs> uh, yeah, we all have that. <laughs> I want to ask you a personal question. I'm sorry, uh, do you, and you don't have to answer. Do you mind? How old are you? How what what generation are you from? <laughs> I'm from the <laughs> X generation. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to reply that. <laughs> then, <laughs> then my uh, yeah, fans can be really <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> sorry. I was going to, the reason I asked that question is because I like to know where, you know, like what generation people grew up in. Did you have computers around when you were a little? Yeah, yeah. I had, but uh, it was um, the first uh, computer I seen was a, was an Apple uh, and it was a kind of, yeah, cube, <laughs> a gray cube, <laughs> little yeah. one. It was it, my father's yeah. and uh, there were uh, discs. You remember that? <laughs> I do, yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit older than you, but I, I remember that. And, uh, yeah, uh, the computer games were Pixel uh, and MS-DOS. I remember all of that. MIRC, ICQ. <laughs> I had, I think, like 12 years old or 11 years old, I had a computer. And, like, yeah, I I started using Photoshop. Um Hopefully, the uh, assistant of my uh, father, who is a sculptor. Uh -huh. Your father was a sculptor? Sculptor. Yeah, my mom and my father. My mom is also a, a jewelry designer. Okay. And, yeah, they were both uh, professors at uh, the Fine Arts University in uh, Istanbul. And uh, they were doing uh, big projects with their uh, assistants and students. And uh, sometimes they were living with, the, with us in the same house because the projects were really like uh, intense and uh, they were always busy. Sometimes they were working without sleeping. And uh, one of the assistants of my father had a girlfriend who was also helping them, a graphic designer. and. I was so lucky because she taught me in detail uh, Photoshop when I first had a computer. And I, yeah, then I wow. started, yeah, I was already drawing uh, all, and I started to combine uh, my drawings with uh, Photoshop uh, and 
yeah, I always like I was always like using bots since the beginning, early times. So you you started your art in the digital realm very you're very young it sounds like yeah yeah that's really cool what do you remember is the first thing in your life that you created that you would call art do you remember mm, I created a lot of things and I wasn't like uh, calling it art but it was a kind of self expression and a kind of meditation but uh -huh. the first thing i really liked and i was really stuck uh, was probably in my again like 11 12 years old times i was stuck at drawing uh -huh. uh, pan you know pan the mythological figure that uh yeah yeah uh, lives in the forest and that scares yeah the, people who come he's like half goat half goat half, half human. Up, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah right. he's a funny half cow <laughs> and i was really yeah in you were drawing mythological creatures early on then yeah yeah i was uh enjoying a lot uh reading about mythology uh i i was usually reading like greek mythology uh but uh, I was also uh, reading others uh, as much as I can find, like uh, even, yeah, uh, Sumer mythology, Anatolian mythology, even uh, Far Eastern mythologies, etc. But yeah, Pan figure was, uh, I was really in love with that figure and I draw it in many many uh, times in many uh, different uh, states <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have a you have a distinct style your art is very distinct style would how do you describe yourself in your art it is formed i think by the things i was inspired by and most of it's uh, but i have a lot of inspiration that accumulates it so it's difficult to Really, for me, it's difficult to describe my own art. But what I, uh, what drives me to create like that uh, is a sensation like I start something to, uh, with the purpose of uh, making beautiful, but then I try to escape from it because I get bored. And then it turns to something that combines the beauty and the excitement that could give a monster. Yeah, I I always love to play with really contrasts contrast feelings. It's a very like beautiful and surreal surrealism, a lot of surrealism and uh, like dark, you know, like dark elements to your art. Yeah. Yeah, there is a kind of um, semiotic background also. Uh, maybe I'm inspired too much from fairy tales and these uh, myths uh, I read in my childhood. Uh, my mind start to uh, also I read in the yeah in my youth uh, I read a lot about symbolism and uh, not only the stories but the background of these uh, stories in a uh, anthropological context uh, and. Then my mind uh, maybe start to work like this, and I uh, love uh, 
formed, uh, I love using uh, a long language through these symbols and this yeah. visual storytelling. What are you trying to say? It's usually uh, stories inspired from my really personal uh, life. Uh, it depends on the uh, artwork, actually. Every artwork uh, yeah. is, yeah, they may use the same language in the same atmosphere, but they all say different things. I see. Don't say what's your education. You, um, did you? What was your education like as a young child, and then growing up into university? I studied in in, in my uh, young childhood. Should I start from primary school? <laughs> it's too early. I I studied in uh, middle school. I studied in a French school. That's why uh, French is like my a kind of native language that helped me a lot later on to learn other languages. Yeah. How many languages do you speak? Mm, not too many, actually. Like uh, French, English, a bit Flemish, and Bicha. <laughs> That's a few. <laughs> You're being modest, I think. <laughs> you should see. Uh, I lived a while in Belgium. You should see Flemish people how many languages they speak. Um, uh, the average speaks three languages at least, and uh, most of them, when I speak the well-educated ones, uh, speak like seven languages. So then I should be modest. <laughs> That's a pretty high bar. Yes, <laughs> your English is quite good. How did you learn English? I learned English by myself. Your English is good. Yes, by computer games, by software I used. I used, yeah, uh, always in English. Now, I didn't like the... Right on. Um, as they were maybe also, uh, I'd say, originated from English language, maybe. I always felt that all this terminology was easier for me in English. I learned like that. And then, yeah, movies and uh, computer games mostly while uh, playing Skyrim, translating the whole things, dialogues in Google Translate and returning to the game was so exciting. That's how I learned English. All right. Well, you did good, whatever, because your, your English you. is quite good and I understand you very well. So that, that worked. <laughs> Do you have any formal art education? I started in uh, Istanbul uh, Fine Arts Academy, Mimar Sinan, and uh, I studied graphic design. And but I turned my focus for a while uh, to a professional life as an advertiser. Like I worked in advertising agencies. They were like uh, actually mixed advertising agencies, social media ad agencies digital agencies. So I worked like four or five years, but then I felt really like I don't belong here. I, I don't want to do this job. I learned too much. Uh, however, I say that I, I really learned a lot of things in this advertising culture, but uh, this wasn't a thing I want to do. And I, in the um, yeah, meanwhile, I was always uh, creating art and drawing. Okay. I wasn't, uh, I'll say, 
I didn't leave in any any time doing my own uh, artwork. So uh, I say to my, myself at a point like I don't want to do this and I just want to focus on arts uh, and I will uh, take the risk. And at the worst case, I was thinking like I don't want to continue to uh, work for money uh, in a place where my all my creative energy is consumed. I can do a kind of part-time uh, job as a bartender or something uh, to cover up my expenses. And I only want to continue on arts. I had a decision like that uh, after yeah working a bit uh, in those places. And then I uh, went to Belgium to make my master's. and. That was a good opportunity to focus on what I want. And yeah, I studied there in Royal Academy uh, of Fine Arts, Antwerp. Also, it was a really nice place to uh, surrounded by uh, many uh, museums and Flemish and uh, North European uh, arts, culture, uh, and always live with uh, artistic events. And it, you had a lot of art exposure, it sounds like. Yes, it's nourished a lot my uh, visual culture, actually. And uh, yeah. also, I'm very inspired by some of old masters uh, from Flemish, uh, uh, how to say, Renaissance uh, painting culture, like Hieronymus Bosch, Jan van Eyck, not Flemish, but ne Netherlands. I saw, some of, I saw some of those when uh, when I was in Amsterdam. I, I went to the art museum in Amsterdam, and uh, they got yes, a beautiful yes, art museum. They, they have yeah. really uh, <laughs> one of the best museums I've seen, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's incredible, and they also have the Moco Museum in uh, Amsterdam, which is like modern art, you know, Banksy's and yeah. Now they're starting to display NFTs in uh, that museum. I ah. I didn't went for a, a long time, but uh, I would love to <laughs> go and see with the NFT <laughs> update. <laughs> what got you into the digital art scene, Dulce? Digital art scene? You mean like NFT or in general? Like the crypto, like the crypto, huh. crypto art. Uh, actually, I was like, uh, I heard about blockchain in 2016 when I was in Belgium and uh, those times with some friends, we were speaking about blockchain and we, we even said like, oh my God, if this could be uh, adapted to art trade world, it would be a revolution. But my stupidity, <laughs> I never checked it was or not. Actually, it was on in those times when we were speaking like that. Uh, later on, when I returned in Turkey, right. uh, I started to uh, see news about this, about Murat Park, about uh, people, and it uh, drew my attention. And then I uh, immediately start to contact people who uh, I know from social media uh, in, in Turkey, I mean, uh, some uh, friends, some artists uh, who start to to post about NFTs, etc. Uh, and I got uh, in a Turkish NFT community crossed by friends uh, 
who really uh, helped me, teached me everything. <laughs> like he's my NFT father, uh, Wank. His pseudonym is V A M K. Vamk. Okay, I'll have to check him out. Yes. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He's I'll... an animation artist. Very right on. Uh, yeah, talented cool. one. And in this community, I learned uh, for maybe one, two months. I only try to learn everything, and then I start to mint first on Hiketnunk, on Tezos. Most of my first works I minted on Tezos, but then two months later I minted on uh, Foundation. My first Ethereum uh, collection was Deep Forest, and my first collector was Barat Krimo, which was <laughs> really a Barat. nice thing for me. Yeah, Barat Krimo. Yeah, and he's like one of the legendary collectors in this space. Yes, yeah, that, he that's is. Incredible. And yeah. He's a big supporter of yours, no? Yes, he is. He helped me a lot in many, uh, achieving in many steps. Uh, really, I think like I always, in when I'm stuck at a, in a in somewhere, I asked him and I, it was never returned uh, with, uh, how to say, uh, I always progress after uh, he always helped uh, in every step I asked. I didn't uh, speak with him uh, too much, but <laughs> yeah, he always returned very well. That's incredible. That's incredible that, uh, I mean, you know, to for an artist to come into the NFT crypto art space and then get collected by a big collector like yeah. Barat, that does so much. It seems to do so much for your like people's careers when that happens, you know. Yes, yes, I was really lucky, and I was also scooping his collection uh, from before. Like uh, I wasn't so much uh, knowing everyone. Like I wasn't even knowing Barat Krimo was a big collector name. But when I was uh, thinking, like, who are the uh, best collectors or who has the best collections here i was checking foundation and barat Krimo. that's how i followed him like oh wow this guy has a really legendary collection with a really nice taste i said because i've seen uh, as i remember like paul reed in his collection as i remember if i'm not wrong and some yeah other really nice uh examples uh, especially in surreal arts and then i said like wow i should follow this guy and then yeah one month later something he collected my work that was so a uh, really uh, happy moment for me congratulations to you and mine i mean i see that you um you recently had one of your editions uh was released in the the punk 6529 memes collection Correct. Yes, you were in the season, memes uh, collection. Yeah. Mornings, you. I just shared it. I mean, that's such a popular collection. Punk six five two nine. Those guys are like yes. legendary in the space. Any artist who gets like their art in that collection is probably going to get a lot of eyeballs on you, you and your art. Has that helped you a lot? Yes. I should say, yeah. like, yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, really professional and friendly team and uh, it's not only a collection but 
I feel like the uh, it's the strength of this collection comes also from the philosophy of punk, because uh, combining meme culture with CCO and he always writes, as you know, long threads and. I felt uh, as long as I uh, read his threads, uh, this collection is really based on some strong uh, theories of him. Yeah, no, it's like a whole it's like a whole ideology behind it. You know, yeah, I, I agree with that. And the whole like meme culture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's really it's the um, I'll say. I really enjoy to be a part of this uh, meme collection family. I made a lot of exchange. Your edition sold out, I'm sure. Yeah. Everything's in that collection sold out pretty fast. It's got sold out in less than a minute, in some like 30 seconds, something. But all memes wow. uh, <laughs> sell out that fast. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool, though. <laughs> Was there anybody Did, else uh, that like, helped so teach you about? Uh, like how to on onboarded you into this um, to this crypto scene? Like, you know, how did you learn how to set up a wallet and buy Ethereum? And mm, I always I learned uh, everything in this crowd community built by Wank actually from uh, other friends. We were always helping each other, uh, like. Uh, on time it was like 50 people something with some of them i still speak with i see see each other and uh yeah by asking around uh, with uh to friends <laughs> i learned everything <laughs> but i did also two uh, huge mistakes like i my first wallet in my first tesos wallet was stolen by a scammer oh no <laughs> yeah it's a uh, sixth uh <laughs> with a really uh, nice number of Tezos in it, like 660. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I got banned uh, by uh, communicated with Hiketlung. I got banned this uh, wallet and this account and I reminted. Uh, oh, it was a really horrible time for me. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, yeah, that happens. A lot of people uh, come into the space and you know, it's a lot, it's a big learning curve to learn how to use MetaMask, wallets, yeah, you know, buy exactly. cryptocurrencies, trading cryptocurrencies for art, how to mint things, you know, even people that have been in this space a long time and are really smart have gotten scammed. I saw, you know, somebody just got lost like $2 million that Kevin Rose just lost like $2 million oh my God. worth of NFTs. Yeah. That's and he's been in the space a long time. <laughs> I'm even know? afraid to speak about <laughs> those things because, yeah, I try to be careful as much as I can. I'm, uh, I don't even click anything in my, uh, when I see something new in my collection, uh, etc. And I try to use always different devices for different things. I never uh, open a link from someone uh, in in the uh, device where bolus are installed, etc. I don't carry them in uh, travels. That's smart. <laughs> you mentioned Beeple was an inspiration. Did you, um, is that about when you came on when that whole Beeple thing happened uh, with the Christie sale? Beeple 
was an inspiration always. Like uh, before NFTs as well, I was following uh, him on Instagram and uh, I was also loving this, um, his narration where he combines uh, pop surreal elements uh, with a really dark humor. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> I felt like, yeah, NFT, NFT is... Uh, I felt like NFT was a really revolutionary thing in the terms of following the track of your uh, collection, uh, the track of a, of a history of an artwork, who uh, bought first, then who bought from them, etc. Also, uh, in royalties also, I found it really revolutionary. That's something it should be. It, it's in music world, but it was never in art or let's say JPEG world. Because this is not, uh, I can't say like NFT is uh, actually um, art world. It's a kind of a digital art world. It's JPEG, GIF, uh, MIM. These are, uh, this defines best maybe the visual culture of NFTs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, JPEGs, memes, GIFs, all that is, uh, you know, the NFT culture <laughs> is all around that. Royalties is pretty hot topic in this space. You know, um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of support for artist royalties for a long time in the bull run. And then recently, OpenSea, uh, it looks like they've stopped supporting artist royalties. Yeah. How how's that affecting how's that affecting you? Uh, it didn't affect me <laughs> at all because uh, when I saw something in secondary, it was uh, one one, and as it was sold by transfer, uh, I never get <laughs> secondary royalty. And uh, huh. and for the first uh, open edition I uh, published. I forgot to set up royalties, and now yeah, I should I will take care of them because I really can handle uh, difficultly everything. Maybe I should hire an assistant something to because yeah yeah uh, I still delay I still procrastinate this thing. Uh, they are sold a bit in secondary, like maybe five or ten editions are sold in secondary, but. I never got any uh, royalty from this. Your um, your floors are pretty high. I mean, I was looking at your super rare stuff. I mean, some of your stuff sold for fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. You've had some pretty high sales. Yeah, yeah. And your floors have held up pretty well. Like, I mean, your seems like you, the hype for you is pretty consistent. Yeah, I uh, I can say that. Yeah, I am satisfied with that. But it's also difficult to uh, a bit to difficult to follow this track in this market. Yeah, it's been a weird, it's been a weird, you know, been a weird year or so with the bear market. How has yeah. that been for you? Me, I, uh, I'm not, I can't describe myself as an over minter. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm not too much frustrated because I try to be careful and I try to not, uh, bother also by uh, posting too much art uh, and because it got consumed after a while and that's why I 
try to keep like once a month uh, and uh, just one work of mine in Super Ray is not sold from Seed series. It's a work actually I like a lot, but I don't know, maybe it didn't find uh, its uh, collector uh, yet. <laughs> and but for the editions, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not very frustrated. You just did an open edition? No, uh, the, uh, the open edition was uh, end of October, and now I made a limited edition of 66 editions. And it's the first uh, uh, piece, uh, Genesis, of a new series I'm working on. It's Hentasm. <laughs> and I'm really inspired by hentais uh, of yeah, Japanese erotic manga and miniature arts. And uh, yeah, it's a kind of, yeah, uh, it depends. Uh, it's in the category of sensitive content, but when it comes to art, when you can do it uh, in in a way, in an artistic narration, uh, I think nothing needs any censorship. Like, uh, I can give examples for that. I am really inspired by, for example, Pierre Pasolini movies, and there were no censorship inside uh, Pasolini movies uh, if you know them uh, i don't know what in the terms of gore also uh, for me anything uh, should be censored but in internet world uh, there are really uh, meaningless censorship rules that aren't uh, have you had any issues with censorship of your art uh, yeah i had in instagram in the first but years ago uh, I was shadow banned. Lately, also, I am probably shadow banned in Twitter because my engagement dropped down after I started this series. But well, what I can't uh, understand is like, yeah, there can be censorship rules. For me, there shouldn't be. But yeah, uh, maybe to uh, find to a bit to to find the average of people, yeah. If there are censorship rules, uh, they shouldn't apply to art. There is nothing that differentiates art from uh, porn in internet world. That's not so fair. Yeah, I mean, I've I looked at a fair amount of your art while I was researching you, and I mean, you know, you definitely have erotic elements in your art, but it didn't no. come across as porn. You can't say. Do you say porn to Renaissance paintings, or I don't know, or in surreal paintings? Right. Also, exactly. there are a lot of nude uh, figures. Not only women, there are also a lot of men uh, nudes. Right, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> You have a pretty big following on Twitter. You have almost 20,000 followers, right? Yeah. You're close, right? Like 19,000 followers. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how much uh, of them are bots, but yes, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> <laughs> when I mean, do you find that you have pretty good at, you said you were talking about feeling like you were shadow banned on Twitter. Do you feel like you have pretty good engagement when you post tweets? Uh, yes, lately after the Shantasm series, I start to have engagement problems, but uh, I don't care about that because Twitter somehow, after a while, if I, for example, return to 
a series that uh, doesn't have to do with this uh, censorship rules, it will get to nor get back to normal, I think. Yeah. Because I leave those things. Uh, I learned a bit. I think like I feel this Twitter Twitter algo somehow <laughs> as I pass a lot of time on Twitter, and I don't care about that because the ones who want to collect my work eventually finds and. I have a kind of now. Uh, I am enough known, I think. So uh, that doesn't bother me a lot. You have a pretty good, uh, from my observation of you on Twitter, it seems like you have a pretty good core of like internet friends and supporters. Yeah. <laughs> there's a group. It seems like there's a group of artists, and you guys all support each other and kind of like. Everyone's promoting each other's art. And, yes, yeah. similar uh, mindsets uh, actually support similar mindsets. I mean, <laughs> but I, I also love uh, seeing very different uh, people from very different uh, areas. I love uh, discovering new uh, and very unknown uh, kind of artworks. Like that's how I met with AI art, actually. Have you been experimenting with AI art? Yeah, a lot. What are you? What program are you using? What are you using to do that? Uh, I only use uh, AI Midjourney. Uh, not, I'm not so. I didn't uh, broaden uh, my AI tools a lot because I only uh, use it for taking a reference. For example, uh, I'll say the the leaves. Normally, what I do, I do photo shoots or I find them some CCO images uh, to take a reference from. And sometimes when I stuck, I uh, try to uh, take those reference uh, from AI right now, and it's really helpful uh, for me. It's a very helpful tool. I'm, I there's a debate always with uh, AI art and no uh, anti AI artists there are some ethics maybe that should be established uh, in the context of ai but i would always support ai arts because you do support it yeah yeah because it's a new technology developing uh, to create art uh, and for me it's an art direction tool by the way it's not, uh, it doesn't harm anything. Uh, it will uh, maybe evolve uh, visual art to something uh, something else. Yeah, I agree with you. So the way I became aware of you is I was collecting art from another artist who goes by the pseudonym Little Kooky. Ah, no, Little Kooky. Yeah, yeah, Little Kooky. Yeah. He's a yeah, good friend of mine. I, I, well, that's how I became, that's how I came to know who you were. I bought a couple of pieces of uh, theirs on Tezos and I was like enjoying their art. They're like, they were, they were doing a lot of like AI experimentation. Yeah. And, um, and then I, and then that's when I became aware of you and I started following you from Yeah. There. He is the one who taught me also uh, to use uh, prompts as a <laughs> How to, how to use the prompts. Yeah. Yeah, he gave me a lot of tips. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, you know, I mean there's a whole uh there's a whole school of thought on how to, you know, like is music is prompts, you know, like writing prompts like an yeah. art form. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Who do you collect? Who do, do you do you collect art? Who do you buy? Whose art are you collecting? Uh, I collect actually. Uh, what I find really captivating, uh, or like, I usually collect probably dark surreal art. If I should, yeah, define what I collect. And, dark surreal uh, art. Uh, yes, and uh, I like also. I'll say collecting that make me say like wow or like uh, that uh, keep my eyes so occupied for a while like uh, I can't take my eyes off it <laughs> uh, yeah uh, and I lately collected for example uh, a Japanese artist uh, Yamino Yukari <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Yamino Yukari yeah. Yamino Yukari, yeah, and uh, and yeah, uh, their art is uh, really uh, like uh, a bit uh, dark and magical uh, vibes of manga, uh, and you can see in my actually my foundation collection. Ah, no, 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 I couldn't build. <laughs> I lost all the bits. I did two of these uh, artworks, but I lost them all. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can yeah find uh, his Twitter profile and uh, enjoy his gift animations. And before him, I probably collected a lot of ed edition from Cyber UU and Mr. Richie, hair of Medusa, and ah Matt Dangler. Nicolina Petolas, uh, and in addition, I collect, uh, I don't know, I, I, I'm i sorry if I forget some names. No, that's team. okay. Yeah, yeah. Not to put you on the spot, but I, yeah, I mean, it's always good to shout out to people. I like to hear who other people are collecting because uh, I'd love you to send me a link to, to, to that Japanese artist so I could follow him. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the last one was that. And the last one one was from Uyan Trangerde. I don't I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but I love her a lot also a lot her uh paintings. Do you do any collaborations with anyone? Yeah, I I have I did a lot of collab, but none of them are published yet. But uh this year is a kind of year of collab for me. I made a collab with Lawrence Fuller, which was uh, exhibited in Kadaf uh, last year in New York. Oh, wow. And we didn't drop that yet. We were thinking about Nifty Gateway, probably. And uh, with. Uh, you're going you're gonna to do that drop on Nifty Gateway, you said? Yes. We, we are still. Yeah, we couldn't still uh, precise a date for that. Uh, but uh, my. the. First collab I will uh, we will publish is with uh, Darkmark, you know the photographer. Yes, Darkmark. Yeah, and uh, I love his works a lot, and uh, I was the first one I think who offered this collab uh, to him, and uh, we worked on it. I I painted on one of his uh, shoots. And now we will drop it uh, 23 something March. Uh, in the last week of March, we will drop this collab as an edition. Most likely. I can't uh, say something for sure, but it will be an edition piece. <laughs> what tools do you use to create art? 
what what do you use? What you what kind of computer? What programs? What tools are you using when you're when you're creating? I I'm a mixed media artist. I make uh, also uh, half of my works. Most of my works actually, like more than half maybe, are physical pieces. But I first, as I uh, okay work with also uh, work in a I'd say realistic narration partly as you can see in my works i take a lot of photos as reference and then i combine them in photoshop as a first uh, to have a kind of first idea how it will look at the end to uh, get this first i'd say to go to the first uh, idea of uh, because i have a kind of yeah surreal narration and then after getting satisfied, uh, yeah, when, uh, for example, the mouth will, will come from this cloud and the cloud will be on top of this head, that's nice when I say I start to paint it. Do you use models? Do you take photographs of any, like, living models? Uh, yes, mostly from myself. Uh, and if I can find the proper uh, victim out <laughs> from <laughs> And for yeah, for children, uh, I mostly used like uh, vintage children. Uh, I uh, I made a collection, an archive of vintage uh, children postcards, and mostly I try oh, to wow. yeah uh, take them as a reference. But I change them a lot also in my own style. Like I yeah. Don't say. Have you done any like tarot cards or anything like that? Do you have anything like that? Hot tarot cards. Yeah, I I this I made a tarot card, but uh, I didn't uh, make the whole set. I just made the empress. It was uh, a kind of exhibition, and everyone was uh, interpreting a. Tarot cards, and I uh, did uh, the Empress was also ge my Genesis uh, piece uh, in blockchain in Hickettmunk. Yeah, I that 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 I don't know why that theme just kind of connects for me in my head for you. <laughs> tarot cards and your art. So, so your process is you start with a photograph, you put it in Photoshop, and then you start drawing in Photoshop. I don't start in Photoshop. I then, uh, by taking it as a reference, I start to draw uh, in uh, real life, in physical. I create a, usually a physical okay. painting. <laughs> At least I uh, make a kind of physical sketch of it. Uh, that's just a yeah, quick uh, mock-up reference that gives me the final uh, sensation. And then uh, I scan the sketch, uh, or sometimes I finish uh, it as a physical, and I, uh, I just scan it and mint it. <laughs> and uh, but uh, lately in uh, in NFTs, uh, I start to to fasten the process also to fit more the medium. Uh, I uh, make a drawing, I scan it, and. I continue on it on uh, iPad uh, Pro Pen Tablet, uh, Procreate. On an iPad, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Where do you sell your physical artworks? 
uh, in exhibitions, in uh, yeah, traditional art galleries, or mostly actually, they uh, I get inquiries from collectors via Instagram or Twitter actually, and I most of them I sold directly, and in some online galleries like Vovixvall, which is a really uh, nice online gallery, established one <laughs> based in UK, and. Yeah, but uh, as my followers grow, uh, I got mostly the last uh, inquiries from directly from uh, Instagram or Twitter or email. Do you have anything in galleries currently? No, not yet. Most of the shows are finished, and I try to yeah prepare new prepare to new shows and. Uh, Especially, I want to focus on a solo show. A solo show. Would that be in Turkey? No, I want to do that uh, in the United States, actually. Oh, nice. I'm in touch with some galleries, and yeah, I will see if uh, I will end up in yeah U.S. Have you been to any of the NFT um, events around the world? Have you been to like NFT New York or any Art Basel or any of that stuff? Uh, in yeah Miami, I was in uh, the last Miami event. <laughs> you were? Yeah, I went there. Oh no way! I was there. I was there. Uh, yeah. Oh, so I wish I would have met you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what were you doing in uh, Art Basel? What was your? Tell me about that. How was that? It was a really unexpected experience for me, and uh, we went there so unprepared. Uh, we decided with friends suddenly, and um, but when I got there, uh, I was uh, a bit sick uh, in the first couple of days. That was yeah bothering me. <laughs> I was wearing always masks in the oh, first no. two days of the event, uh, but it was so. Uh, difficult for me to catch up with everything actually i live the most of the fomo in real life in nft world but it was so amazing to meet in real life uh people i speak often uh on twitter that was so amazing and i see them in a from a different perspective right now uh I, as I know who writes <laughs> this and who is behind this account, yeah, I have even more, yeah, sympathy for uh, those friends right now. It's very nice to go to these NFT events and meet people in real life. I've enjoyed that the most. Yeah. Yeah. I went to NFT New York and I was at Art Basel last year where you were. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. And today, actually today, is the Beeple Studios grand opening. So there's a bunch of NFT artists oh, yeah. in my city in my city right now, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really... But I will come to uh, New York. Uh, I didn't buy my tickets yet, but yeah, I will probably do that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to be in New York in April. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'll be there. So uh, would love to would love to sit meet you in person and say hello to you. Yeah, yeah, there. me too. <laughs> <laughs> 
let me ask you another question. When you're, when you make art and you put it on, um, when you put it on one of these platforms like super rare for sale, how do you determine what something's going to, how do you determine what your floors are going to be? Like what prices, how's your thought process on that? That's a difficult question. I always struggle with this. I always struggle. And as a, I can't, for example, not right now. I can't decide uh, if I make a one-one. What uh, price should I accept, or what price should I put? Because I, uh, my, yeah, floor was playing between always three point five or five, and I don't want also um, be disrespectful to previous collectors. And yeah, right now I don't drop anyone, <laughs> or I want to do a different correct category in a different platform with different uh, type of works, maybe. And yeah, that's a like struggle for me. <laughs> Probably I will not be able to answer that so <laughs> in a satisfying way. <laughs> I think a lot of artists struggle with that. I think uh, everybody I talk yeah. to seems to have that same struggle. You know. <laughs> Where do you think all of this is going? What do you? How do you see the future for NFT artists? I was uh, so like uh, full with dreams about metaverse and NFTs at the first time when I was involved in, and I was seeing like NFTs and in general not only NFTs. This whole blockchain metaverse culture will go to uh, something kind of black mirror or matrix black mirror <laughs> yeah. i always yeah i always dreamed about uh, for blockchain it, it was already uh, the first foundation was already built with internet culture but with blockchain uh, i felt really uh, closer to virtual reality yeah uh, and I always see this feature will be involved more in our lives uh, with and uh, with technology, with chips, and with uh, game industry, with movie industry, and I can see like everything will be combined uh, through the end to a more uh, realistic experience of virtual reality. We've talked a little bit about augmented reality on this show. People have talked about, you know, like a mix between virtual reality and actual reality. So you like maybe have some glasses where you're walking down the street and you can see things in virtual reality, but you're still in the real world, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, I don't have too much experience with AR, but uh, this is also another fragment uh, of this technology and... They are evolving somewhere. I'm not a too much tech person. I can I use tech, but I can say like I'm a tech person, but I can be only like a kind of fiction theorician. <laughs> and that excites me that how uh, I'm driven into this world, actually. And yeah. yeah, I would love to see those days, but probably <laughs> I will be too old. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like by the time all the really cool stuff gets here, I'll be too old to enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> you can, yeah, uh, pass our pension times with Oculus glasses. That's true. Yeah. Don't say we're getting uh, to the end of the hour. I, 
How do you think you did for your first podcast? Not bad. No. <laughs> yeah, I think you did great. I, yeah, that was all you did. You did really good. Let me ask you something. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you'd like to say? Did you love that you would like to say to people like your fans or your people following you that you'd like to say about yourself, your art? I I, I love you, fam. GM. <laughs> well, GM, GM, they'll say, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, being, uh, being a good sport. I really appreciate it. Pleasure is mine. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I enjoyed Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Ledge with me and Dulce Pagan. Dulce, that was a great show. Thank you so much. I'm going to drop a link to Dulce's link tree in the show notes below. If you like this show, please rate and review me on the platform you're listening on. I really appreciate that. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at Harper underscore underscore Chris or at ChrisHarper.eth on Instagram. And I look forward to seeing you all out here on the ledge every Tuesday. Have a great day.